0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 79 of the Bashamania podcast. And today, Zahid Valencia joins the show. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashamania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashamania! I'm good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was telling you yesterday, it's funny we're having this conversation now because I've been having all the top guys in the podcast, and usually it's like right after they wrestle. Well, when COVID hit, like, there's nothing for a while now other than these cards here and there. And you had so much momentum heading into the trials, and there's a lot to talk about with 2020. But, you know, I want to go back to the beginning. You've got a (laughs) <laughs> a wrestling family to say the least yeah. talk to me about your beginning in wrestling growing up in that wrestling family
1: yeah I mean um, well my dad played semi-pro baseball you know um, and he fell in love with the sport um, through my uncle um, you know he always wrestled and fell in love with it and he knew he wanted to put his kid into wrestling so he put me and Anthony whenever we were two or three years old just take us to this little club called uh, Terminators. So we used to just get a piece of the map, he's corners of the map, and just uh, kind of train there and follow. At two years kids. old. <laughs> yeah, two, two and three. But, uh, we just follow what the other kids were doing. You know, we didn't stay long um, that year. Just, just kind of getting the feel of it, getting used to it, um, and then that next following year. Um, Anthony was able to wrestle because it was, it started at four to be able to join tournaments. And I was three, you know, and I was always bummed that I couldn't wrestle. <laughs> in, uh, so my dad ended up forging my birth certificate. <laughs> I
0: was just thinking that way. Like...
1: Yeah, say, saying that I was four years old. So that first year, I ended up going one in 18. I only had one win, <laughs> two losses. So then, you know, we come back after that season. My dad knows he has to get us good um, in order for us to like it, and you know, then no one likes yeah. losing. So we started training with a bunch of different coaches, uh, some Russian coaches, Mike Timmons, um, and then we eventually just started falling in love with it more and started getting good, started getting our hand raised, and I think that following year went like 22 and four.
0: So, it's just dramatic change that's a pretty big improvement at four years old, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what it was, was just... it how do you How do you go from one and eighteen to twenty two and four at such a young age?
1: I think it just started, you know, just from filling it out to you know really my dad trying to implement wanting to be the best, you know, yeah um at such an early age. So I think we finally figured out the whole winning and losing part of it, and we went out there, you know, just. Trying to wrestle as tough as we can, trying to always get our hand raised because um, that was pretty much the, the most fun part of it while we were that young, you know, <laughs> my mom being able to see us get our hand raised. So I think that's just how it started. And eventually, you know, we started getting some of the best guys and in the local area, we found, you know, Aaron Pico, Kate Levis, and yeah. started our own uh, Monster Garage. And from there, it's just, it took off, you know, started going to Tulsa nationals, started, you know, breaking records there with our team. And
0: (laughs) yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but you know, I was going back and watching some interviews from this past season and after a little back and forth between you and Brooks and the senior nationals, whoever it was asking the question was basically trying to ask you, like, if, if you struggle with that at all, like, do you struggle with humility or this or that? And you had said, no, like my dad instilled in me, you know, not to celebrate yeah. too much. And aside from some, you know, rivalry matches with Mark Hall and others, yeah. you don't celebrate that much. And I'm curious what other things your dad maybe instilled in you at a young age that helped you have that success you had, you know, from so early on.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, my dad's instilled, you know, is just stay humble, you know, act like you've been there before, but at the same time, you know, after talking to him, he loves it too, you know, <laughs> the, just the small amounts that I put out, he loves it, um, just like, you know, Aaron Brooks, down five zero, and he's trying to run his mouth, and just little things like that. I mean, I love it as part of the sport. I, I, I was
0: just going to say, like, I'm a big Penn State guy. And even as a Penn State guy, I'm still like, I like the back and forth, the personality, the storylines. That's what grows the sport. You need a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, whenever kids start coming at me hard and trying to go, you know, I think that's when I wrestle even better. When you start trying to push my buns, you know, it's it's not going to be a good time for you. Um, yeah. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to try to keep scoring as much as possible. So, I mean. It only helps me and it hurts them, I believe. Um, and with the whole Mark, the whole Mark celebration, you know, I I was thinking about that one for about four or five months since he he got me in a December at yeah. the State Duel and he had the air guitar. So, you know, I went back to my whole room and I was talking to Jacori Teamer and that's something that we came up with. So I was like, just thinking about that moment in the championships, uh, doing that back to him. So everything worked out and it was awesome.
0: As a Penn State guy and a Mark Hall fan, I hated it. But as a wrestling fan, I love it. I love the back and forth and seeing the celebrations. You need that. And I respect I've had a lot of guys in the podcast that come and say like they don't celebrate and they just want to go out and and but they respect. You know guys like Nolf, like Nolf doesn't celebrate too much, but he loves when other guys does. He loves everybody yeah. being them and and doing them. And you know when we talk about all the success you had early on, you know, you were a three-time California State champ. And I do want to talk about the one loss, which we'll talk about next. But how do you think you're able to accomplish such a feat of becoming a three-time state champ and only having one loss all throughout college or high school? I mean,
1: I don't think much changes once you figure out the aspect of winning and what you have to do. And I was able to learn that at a young age, um, just the mindset. Once you start winning, you don't want to you don't want to change anything. You know, I don't want to go back to losing. So. Yeah. Um, Having that focus on what I have to do, you know, and as a youth wrestler, middle school, then high school, I had all the same plans, everything that I needed to do, the strategy, the training. So I think it was pretty easy for me to keep moving forward in that that win column um, just because I wanted it bad. You know, I wanted, ever since we were young, wanted to be a four-time state champ, you know, four-time the one champ, and Olympic and world champ. So just keeping that mindset and moving forward from there, I think it's helped me a lot.
0: And I feel like so many people want to be that good, right? And it's just not in their cards to, to yeah. have the success that you have had so far. Are there things that along the way you've continued to do to say like, you know, you mentioned once you're winning, you don't want to lose. That, that applies to life. If you have success yeah. in business, you don't want to start having failures. And it makes me in business work harder, try to think of new things, how to, yeah. you know, the wins and the losses both, both drive me forward, I think. And from a wrestling standpoint, I'm curious, as you have more successes, does it become harder to stay in that focus?
1: Um... I don't think the focus becomes harder. I do believe it takes a unit to make this type of things possible. You know, um, at a young age, you know, I had my mom, my dad, um, even my teammates, you know, some of my teammates' dads, you know, we're always there, close-knit group, um, and we all knew what needed to be done in order to get the best results and just working day and night You know just that lifestyle you know waking up at four in the morning to get a lift in or you know cutting on the treadmill that type of things um yeah it's more than just wanting it and you know believing in it it's just you have to put the work in and i think um that with my unit the people that i have close to me um they're able to help me achieve that
0: for sure and you know, we mentioned there's that one loss where I believe you broke your foot or something, the state championship tournament your sophomore year. What was that like? I broke my foot jet skiing and it sucked. And, I, and I'm and i no athlete. I don't rely on my feet. You know, it's my yeah. mind and my hands for the most part. But what was that defeat like in overcoming that defeat?
1: Yeah, that, I mean, it, it sucked. I had a, it was actually a third degree sprain. Um, I got it playing basketball uh right before um our practice started just uh we used to play in our pull-up bar you use that as yep. a hoop and we'd go and uh play and i heard it and i was faking it i told like i told him i didn't want to tell my dad that i heard it playing uh basketball <laughs> so, like whenever practice started i continued running you know and i had a limp and then i started half fighting and then i i, I and then after I went up to my dad and told him, hey, like my, my foot's messed up pretty bad. And he just like throws down his stopwatch. He's like, damn, we have state in two days. Yeah. And it wasn't until after we got into the car and drove to the hospital that I told him, it's like, yeah, no, I got it playing basketball. And he was, <laughs> he was pissed just because, you know, some something like that, we're so close to a tournament, you know, should have taken things more seriously. But, you know, at that point, I went out the first day, did good at state, and then I had to wrestle Sean Williams in the in the semis who I be in probably three times that year. You know, I've pinned him before. So yeah. having that loss, you know, really sucked. Uh, I was back in my hotel room after taking third, you know, just crying. But then I realized to myself, I was thinking about other previous wrestlers like Jake Warner, um, who's only one, I think two high school state champions and became an Olympic champ. So I was like, this doesn't matter. I'm gonna get my three and then still be the best. And that was kind of just my focus and my thoughts on it after, you know, I did the whole hurting for myself and it sucks, but you know, a quick change of mind saying, this doesn't define me, Um, I'm gonna keep pushing forward, keep trying to continue to be the best that I can be.
0: Yeah, many people, especially on the business level, talk constantly about how you can't succeed until you've had failure. You know, you yeah. can't get hung up on that. I think it, it surely drives you. And you mentioned in one of your last interviews after the Mateo Pellicone tournament, uh, when you beat derringer and you mentioned that you think about and have to remember how bad the losses hurt to continue to win and give you that motivation. And, like some other high level guys, you haven't had that many losses throughout your career. I mean one in high school, five in the five years at Arizona State. when you have such fewer losses, do they stick with you more, and are they harder to overcome?
1: Yeah, I think so one hundred percent um I think as soon as you start losing more and taking losses, it starts to become a little more comfortable, and you're kind of used to it. It doesn't hurt as bad, so I try not to. You know, obviously, no one tries to lose, but right. you know, I try. I try as hard as I can not to be comfortable with my losses. Tell myself, "Oh, that's okay." You know, it was just a match. You know, I try to win every match, and you know, the losses I do, I do keep with me. You know, I still have the feeling of my high school match. You know, that one loss, but it do, It does. I, it does start to fade, and as soon as that happens, you know, you take another loss here. And then just, it just reminds you, it's like, okay, you know, this sucks. I love I, <laughs> I I hate losing more than I like winning. So, you know, it's it's really good for me being able to keep those losses and you know, especially with the Daringer one that I had the year before, before going to the Mateo Pelicone. So that kind of drive um helped me, which I think for a lot of wrestlers it's the same thing. You know, I I beat during your two years before so he's probably thinking about me that whole year and he he wrestled a great match and i was not expecting that that type of wrestler whenever he he took me out
0: yeah for sure is it a quick turnaround after you have a loss or is it like because it's less it takes you longer you know i've heard everything on both ends of the spectrum where it's you know the next day it's like okay the grieving is over back to work others i i you know, especially like after something like NCAAs, where if you're not going to the Olympic trials or you're not doing something, you have a couple of weeks to kind of dwell before you really go back to the grind. For you, after your losses, they're in bigger events usually. Is it right back to work right after?
1: Yeah, for me, it's immediately, you know. I try to have a short, short memory on my, you know, the whole feel sorry, not really yeah. feel sorry, but really try to think about what happened in that match and why he beat me um and then after that it's okay i got to get back to the drawing board um you know and keep him in my mind that i want to you know come back and be able to tech him you know and i just come yeah. back for a win so i'm going to work that much harder so that way it's never close ever again so i don't feel that loss
0: yeah i, I thought i read an article somewhere that you said after a after a loss or a bad match in high school, your dad would like work you guys out for hours or something after the loss, right?
1: Yeah, after a tournament, I mean we'd go back to the house and start training then after a full tournament. <laughs> I can't
0: even after imagine
1: the, that. <laughs> yeah, the next morning and then after that, you know. And even during holidays, Christmas and stuff, you know, kids are like, Oh nice, we have a break. We need <laughs> it that means no school that means there's more time to practice and more hours to gain on other kids where they're taking off you we know we're going to add more hours so those if those... you look
0: back at it now i feel like you kind of miss some of your childhood but you're one of the best wrestlers in the world that your weight do you look back and like thank yourself and your dad for those sacrifices you made
1: oh 100% i wouldn't i wouldn't take it back for anything you know those are the type of things that put me in the position where i am now and I'd rather have my fun now and win, than you know how, what. What can Going you go really into
0: friendlies do? and getting a Sunday? What, yeah,
1: what, <laughs> what can you really do as a kid? You know, have ice cream and yep. you hang out with sleepovers. It's like you can <laughs> right. do you life, I want to win. <laughs> yeah, I want
0: to So speaking of winning, Arizona State. You know, I guess we'll talk about that next. When Zeke recruited junior brother, I believe I read they were ranked like 61st. They were terrible. <laughs> and i'm not surprised you didn't want to head out east you're a, a california kid you don't want snow and all that but what led you to arizona state
1: well yeah i mean going through high school arizona state wasn't even on my list you know yep. penn State came down you know iowa uh Cornell, schools school like that we were looking at um and then zeke whenever he got the job at asu he came down he talked to us and Supposed to come out for an unofficial. So, me and Anthony went out there with my dad and <clears throat> kind of talked to Zeke and his uh, mindset and where the school was going to go, the wrestling program. And I mean, we both just fell in love with it. You know, he wanted to start something new in the West Coast, um, this powerhouse. And it's something that we kind of did at Bosco. You know, in high school, there was, it wasn't really a big name school big name team and after me and Anthony went there you know everyone jumped on board you know they like that aspect of winning yeah. and I feel like we kind of have that at ASU now you know everyone just wants to win be that national title team so his just philosophy in his training that's what we believed in and believe that we could start something really good there.
0: For sure. And it obviously panned out great for you with how much success you've had there. Looking back at your college career, now that it's come to a close, what do you think some of your favorite matches and moments were? And as we keep talking about, I'm a Penn State guy, so don't say beating Mark Hall as much as I love the rivalry. It's so great for the sport. But what do you think you look back on your career at Arizona State and reflect on?
1: God, I mean, there's so many, there's so many different memories, but um, I mean the team the team dueled against Penn State at, at home, <laughs> you know, having such a big crowd and I didn't even get to wrestle in it. Um yeah. you know, they forfeited their match, but that that was an awesome feeling. Kind of uh you know, it gave us a sense of everything that we've been sacrificing, everything that we've been doing, you know. Yeah. it gave us the results that we wanted. Um but wrestling wise, you know, um the year you know i took the losses to daniel lewis and both mark Hall um going into the ncaa tournament and getting daniel lewis in the semis you know i called up my buddy um right before i went out and i told him hey look i'm taking this dude down three times in the first i'm telling you i'm I'm gonna do it and he's like okay man like I i believe that you could and so i went out there and i took him down three times in the first you know you know, even though I st- I got ridden out, but I came back in the third, took him down a couple more times. I just knew, and it was kind of a breakout for me, you know, after cause the, taking two losses in a year, you know, that's, that really, that really hurt for me. <clears throat> and showing that I didn't just beat, beat him, but you know, I kind of had destroyed him, was able to major him in that NCAA semifinals. And then obviously going on to the finals with, with Momentum, um, against Mark Hall and doing the whole air guitar was always awesome. So those are probably the three, uh, memories that stick with me the most.
0: And you know, speaking of like Mark Hall, you know, I, I, I joke about it, but the rivalry was so good and so strong that many people said it was one of the greatest college rivalries going right now. What did, what does it mean to you to be able to be at that caliper? where your rivalry is considered one of the best in college wrestling.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everything works out for a reason. I don't think, I think if he wasn't there, then I wouldn't be as good as I am today. Yeah. You know, I have someone to really compete with something to strive for, you know? And I didn't, I went out there wanting to tech him every time, you know, it's not sure he's good and he's yeah. you know it's most likely not going to happen. But that kind of, uh, mindset and knowing that how good he is made me work harder because I didn't want it to be a close match you know that those type of things scared me you know if there's a chance of losing I don't want I don't want any chance of losing so that kind of rivalry I think I think it's helped him I think it's helped me you know we've come back from from losses and come back stronger so I think the more rivalries we could get in wrestling the better
0: for sure. And I'm sure it also helps, you know, when somebody like yourself wins so much from an early age, another thing I'm always baffled at is how you guys don't burn out, right? You're going into tournaments at three years old, pretending you're four, and you're still competing through college at such a high level. Do Does having that caliper of a rivalry help keep you focused and motivated and driven to where you, you don't burn out and say, I've won this, I've won that. Yeah, it's fun, but, like, I'm kind of burning out now. Does that help kind of refuel the fire?
1: I think it helps, but I don't think it's the main reason. Um, I mean, if he wasn't there, I think I'd still love the sport. Um, Just at an early age, you know, me and my brother both fell in love with tournaments, you know, just the crowd, the arena, you know, being able to show what we have on the mat and that sense of... uh, you know you're able to be superior in your technique and your strength and uh your conditioning you're able to show it off to you know thousands of people in the yeah in the arena so that that type of thing you know excites me and makes me want to do it more and it's just we found in love with it and it's so much fun for us so i think that's that's really mostly it but the for sure the rivalry helps
0: yeah and you know Your senior year was so wild. You're one of the top guys, Hodge Trophy candidate, likely to win it. And your college career didn't end the way you wanted to. Both COVID canceling and it was announced in in February, you're facing a suspension. And there was a ton of chatter about both the suspension end of your career. I want to give you the floor to speak about both not having that send off moment in NCAAs like most seniors have, especially ending a college career of your caliber on that stage. Most of the time, there's, you know, that's a big moment. I've seen it going to NCAAs for, you know, six years in a row now. I'm starting to really get that. So you didn't have that moment, whether it was the suspension or COVID, either way, it wasn't happening. So what was it like, first of all, not having that, like, senior last time at NCAAs?
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure, it, it, it sucks, you know, how everything happened. And, you know, with my decision, it's probably one of – the things I'm gonna regret most, um, ending my career at ESU and that legacy that I had, that's been so good and having it kind of stopped there, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret it and it hurts, but um, I'm trying just to just move, move forward, you know, I made a stupid mistake. I thought I was invincible and and I was on the mat, you know, even all these guys in the college level in the senior level, I wasn't just beating them, you know, I was, you know, kind of putting a pounding on them. So, yep. you know, if I'm invincible, I can do whatever I want. And, you know, it just takes one, one night, makes a stupid mistake. And even if it's not, if if, if, if life doesn't humble you in a loss of a match, it finds another way. Sure. And I was humbled and I was, my my tournament, my win was taken away. Um, you know, the rest of my college career. Um, so now it's just about moving forward. And what I like to think is, you know, people people talk and they comment on photos and I see them and I got friends that tell me, hey, why don't you just block them, uh, delete their comments and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't, I, I like it there. You know, it shows people's true faces. And for me now, I just think, well, I made a mistake. I'm going to come back stronger than ever. I'm going to get my World Olympic title. And then if I see these guys comment back on my post saying, <laughs> good job, yeah, this, you're the best. I still have those ugly comments that yeah. that are still there. When when I was down, they weren't with me. But now yeah. is when I'm back up. So it's just kind of feeling myself. Uh, but yeah, remembering what I did and knowing that, I, you could be humbled in any in any type of situation not not just in a match and a win and a loss you know
0: yeah yeah and i've had things happen to me that i've done to myself that are some of the biggest mistakes in my life and i look back on them and i'm thankful for them now because i've gone through them i came out stronger and there's grace we all make mistakes we all fall and i think it's about how you get back up and i'm curious when the suspension was announced back in february did it take a little bit of time for you to were you hard on yourself initially? Like what the heck did yeah. I just do to myself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I got the phone call from Zeke and my heart just sank. And I said, I'm I just, I'm just so stupid, like why, why is this happening? You know, for a couple of days I did the poor me like, what the heck, why is this happening to me? But you know, after that, I knew none of that's going to help me, you know, that's not going to change the fact of what happened, you know, wishing yeah. this stuff. So, me not knowing when I'm gonna compete again or uh whatnot, I started I couldn't train with the team, so I'm on my own. And that's when I told myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I can. So I started you know, running lifting hard to the point where, you know, I'm exhausted. I put my body through the pain, I'm hurting. And not really as a punishment, you know, I was kinda of punishing myself, but at the same time I'm I'm talking to myself and I'm just like Okay. No one's looking. I'm doing this for me and I'm, I'm working hard to that way. I'll be ready. When I get the call to come back, I'm ready. 100%. You know, I'm going to be in more condition. I'm even stronger than before. And no one's going to know what hit on when people think I'm just, you know, relaxing, taking this suspension. I'm going to be, I'm going to come back stronger than I ever was.
0: Yeah. And do you know yet when you can come back or is that still up in the air?
1: Um, still up in the air. Just, uh, Uh, talking with, you know, my coaches, my lawyer and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm still in the grind. I'm training, and we're still figuring out some things, but it should be very soon.
0: So you definitely think you'll be at the trials then next year?
1: Yeah, I do believe so. Close to, to yes and no.
0: Okay, cool. Well, that's exciting. I definitely appreciate your candor in talking about the suspension. I mean, we've all made mistakes. We've all fallen short. There's definitely grace to get back up again and keep pressing on. The last thing I'll ask about it is just drowning out the noise. Do you try to just block the noise out and drown it out as you try to move forward?
1: Yeah, not really blocking it out, but just loving it. You know, I this is what I do. I love wrestling, and it's going to come with the good and the bad. So the the, the haters are going to comment, and I look at it, and it's just – it fuels me. You know, it's like, okay, that's what you think, but this is what I could do about it. Yeah, You know, I've never – I never respond to those type yeah. of things. I started start finger war with them. Um, you know, I look at it, I see it, I remember it. And then I go to what I can do to show them that they're wrong, that this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to continue my life.
0: Yep. So you mentioned <laughs> that you're in good shape, that you've been training hard. You know, we kind of started the podcast off talking about what, good shape you were in and had momentum you beat faith urden who i laughed at the interview like yeah i didn't know who he was but i went out and teched him and you know you beat derringer and you did awesome at senior nationals awesome at the mateo pelicone how do you feel right now compared to then and the momentum you had back in the winter
1: i mean yeah i i feel good as in my body my conditioning my strength but you know, it's it's been a while since I competed, so yeah. You know, just having that competition, um, kind of seems it seems different, but you know, I'm always ready to compete. I'm always ready to win. I just have that mindset. So for me, it's just gonna have to be stepping out to that first match, kind of feeling it, and then I'm I'm sure for me, I always think I'm ready. So yeah. I'm go out there. And and this.
0: This has to be the longest you've ever gone without competing, right?
1: 100%. I mean, I think last February was the last time I, I competed, um, yes, the Missouri duel, I think. Um, so yeah, it's been a while, you know, I'm itching to get back.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. So it's obvious that Arizona feels like home and is home to you. And you recently decided to stick around Tempe train with the Kiss kids. What went into that decision?
1: I mean the it's just the place where I want to win, you know. It's uh I made it my home. I found love with the place, you know, working for ASU. And now having Sun Kiss so close there. Um you know, I just love my teammates. I love everyone. Um and then, you know, it was adding some good additions, with Frank and Mark, you know, it brings a different aspect to the to the team to me. I think that You know they could help me continue helping me get to that next next level. Um, So I just I just want to win there for me for them, you know for even for ASU for SunKiss that's just where where I want to do my winning.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I recently took on SunKiss Kids as a client at my marketing agency, Bash Solutions, and as we're working on the website and other stuff. It's amazing to go through the history that the Sunkist kids have. Nobody has the prestige. Nobody has the number of Olympic and world champions. It's wild. So I don't blame you. I assume you had already been leaning towards staying there. And then you add Frank Malnaro, you add Mark Perry, you add all these high level women coming out. Like it's growing quickly to the powerhouse. Did all that just make it easier and easier when you keep seeing these additions being added on? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: the all of them together, and it's not just the the wrestling aspect of it. You know, I that has been my home for almost six years now. So you know, I made my family there, my my friends. Uh, you know, I'm engaged now. Congrats so. on that again, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, you know, she she has one year left um, for softball there at ASU. So. She's looking good there. Um, so I'm just excited just to stay, stay out there with her, with all my friends and start, start working on the next chapter in my life.
0: For sure. And part of that next chapter, I saw you announced yesterday, you signed with Terra Grappler and I've been around a lot of the apparel brands. I've seen a lot of them in and outs and I'm curious, you know, why Terra Grappler for Zaheed?
1: Yeah. I mean, they reached out to me. Um, they sent me a couple of their shoes. And they were talking to me about the process and how long they've been doing it. And as soon as I put it on, you know, I completely understood what what they were talking about. You know, it's an an amazing shoe, you know, from top to bottom, it's just, they really put, they didn't just make it to sell shoes. They made the most comfortable, the most, you know, it's, it's light, it fits to your foot, everything that they could think of, they did so, you know. It's a shoe that I really wanted to wear, you know, and yeah. after talking to them and seeing what our future could look like together, you know, I, I, for me, it was, for me, it was without hesitation, you know, you
0: yeah.
1: to sign with them.
0: And it's nice, too, to see how excited everybody is for you, too. Like, I saw within seconds of you posting it, Mark Perry's posting it. You know, I saw Frank was was posting it. There seems like there's such a camaraderie. Do you look to those guys when you're making decisions like that? Say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I look, I have, I respect, you know, my elders and looking at them and, you know, all the time before making decision. you know, my dad, you know. I still reach out to Pendleton. You know, you got Zeke. I look at Mark, Frank, yeah. hey, what do you think? And, I mean, they've been around the game longer than I have, and they know. So I talk to them for advice, making sure, you know, I'm not making, I miss something or I'm making a stupid decision. Yeah. So, and they were right there, and they're still so hands on, which, which I love.
0: For sure. And, you know, there is so much other stuff too to be excited about. And I, arguably the most is, is your, career ahead of you still and you know if you're at the trials you're going to have a guy named david taylor world champion in your weight you've got guys like derringer and others who are hungry who want to knock off you who want to knock off david you know you're going to come back from your longest break ever and walk into one of the hardest weights to win yeah what is your perspective heading into that loaded weight not only just for the trials next year but over the next you know four to eight years
1: i mean i'm excited this is this is what i live for this is the challenge um you know i'm in this stage of my life where i have to come out and beat these top guys you know it's uh it's it's i think this is the most fun part you know just coming out showing everyone what you got to where eventually i want to get to the point where Burroughs, you know where he has he's just every year has to hold his title you know he's the man and right now i'm that young kid coming up trying to take everyone else's spot um as this young kid you know so you know, it's exciting for me. I'm always up for, for the challenge and looking to, you know, make make the Olympic team, then the world team, you know, win an Olympic gold. So it's just everything that I've been wanting since I was a little kid, finally coming together and getting the opportunity to do it.
0: For sure. And when you have all these cards that are being announced, right, there's a Beat the Streets event next week. There's the Nittany Line Wrestling Club event. You saw the, the fight rumble on the rooftop fight TV. I got to imagine that only makes it like the, the yeah. itch harder and harder for you to want to compete. You're like, man, I want to step on the mat with so-and-so. Is there anybody, if, if, if you could wrestle right now, let's say the flow event or the NLWC event, who is the one person you want to wrestle? If you could choose coming back after this long hiatus, this long break, do you have somebody in mind that you would want to wrestle first?
1: I mean, that's, I would just have to say David Taylor, because I think I'm number two behind him and, you know, no one really has seen that matchup, so I would just want to take him out first.
0: Yeah, that would be a great match. Please, I'm not. <laughs> I I still hope like I just keep waiting till all these events, like literally yeah. till the day, because they keep adding matches. So I'm just gonna keep squeezing, and maybe that match will get added like <laughs> last yeah, minute. Maybe,
1: but maybe, yeah,
0: awesome, man. Well. I appreciate you coming on today. Anything else you got for us?
1: I mean, I just want to thank you for, you know, having me on the show. Um, And just happy with uh, everything that I'm able to share my story. And have people, you know, now know me for what, what happened. And, you know, just want everyone to know that I'm going to continue wrestling, continue to try to be the best, continue to want to be an Olympic world champ, you know, so I mean, that's it for me. Just just want to thank you.
0: I love it, man. It's a pleasure to be able to help tell your story. And you have, when I was going through your career, there's so much to talk about. You know, I try to keep this show to 30 to 60 minutes, but with a career like yours and many others, there's a reason guys and gals have to come back on more than once. So I'm sure this won't be the last time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I'm always happy to get back on.
0: Awesome, man. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at JustinJbash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.